Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. This is edition number 37 of Season 6 of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me as we continue looking at the book of Exodus. We come this morning now to Exodus chapter 37. Let's pray first and then we'll look at this chapter briefly together. Our Father in heaven, as we come now to your word and we come to see the details in which uh, your servants built the tabernacle and how you ordered all things in such a way that it highlights for us very much the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we pray that you would instruct us even uh, now as we uh, seek to understand these things, that your spirit would attend to all that is said and all that is heard. We do ask that you'd forgive us for our sins. You would cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and you would cause in us a a greater zeal for your word, a greater zeal for you, a greater affection for the Savior, and a greater desire to walk in in accords with all that you have taught us. And so help us now, we pray, for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, we come now to chapter 37. We have started looking at the very construction of the tabernacle that Uh, began in earnest in chapter uh, 35, and these two characters, these two men are highlighted as men uh, gifted of the Spirit uh, with knowledge and skill uh, to do the work with assistance, with help, of course, but they are, as it were, the foreman on the job. Now, that's an important point that I want to make now because we're going to see why that is in a moment, but Beelzeal Uh, Beziel and Oliab are the two individuals that God has called to perform this work. And we've already noted that this is much, very much the way God operates in this church even today. He he gifts men uh, to do the work of ministry in his church. Now, this is not to say that God is playing favorites or is to say that other people in the church aren't important. Uh, We know that the office of elder and deacon is given to men only. And in fact, in the church, only men should be teaching mixed company of men and women uh, within the confines of the church. And so these things are are all set forth in God's word, but they are not set forth in such a way as to demean or minimize the importance of other people in the church. Everybody's important. We are all one. We are the body of Christ, and we labor side by side. Each of us has been given different roles to perform within the church, and that is much the case with these two characters that God identifies in chapter 36, craftsmen um, who are uh, filled with the Spirit, who uh, have His His Spirit placed upon them to work in accordance with all that the Lord has commanded. And we noted, of course, in yesterday's edition that these men, while gifted of the Spirit to do this work, were to do it in accordance with, with the very word of God, that which he has said. It's no different today for elders in the church. They are not free because they're elders to go off and do whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it. No, they are to still maintain the authority of Scripture. They are to maintain the commands of God. They are to follow and perform their function in agreement with the word of God. And so, just like these men, we too, as elders in the church, are obligated to those things. But now we come to chapter 37 and we have here in this chapter four sections that highlight the construction of four different items 
uh, of which it should be noted right up front and by way of summary that these items are all located inside the tabernacle. If you note uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant, the table of the presence, the lampstand, the altar of incense, these four items are all inside the tabernacle. Some of them are in the holy place and one only, of course, is in the most holy place. And so first we have in the first nine verses of chapter 37, we have... Um, we have uh, the Ark uh, of the Covenant. This, of course, is located in the most holy place that's there where the high priest would go once a year. According to Leviticus 16, he would go and sprinkle blood on the mercy seat, the very throne room of the very throne of God on earth. And the details for that construction are given. Now, I mentioned Beziel um, back a few moments ago. It is uh, interesting to note here in this section that he is the he is the designer in 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 the explicit reference to him building this um, this particular piece uh, of furniture that would be inside of the holy most holy place. That's noted right there in the very first verse. Beziel made the ark of acacia wood. In other cases, helpers or assistants would be uh, laboring alongside of him or under his direction and delegated by him. Uh, but here, specifically, he is mentioned. Now, this, of course, uh, may highlight the very importance of the Ark of the Covenant. It indeed, is the most important piece of furniture that we have in the, in the tabernacle. It is there. The cherubim are protecting or guarding the mercy seat. Um, uh, it is there that we we have placed. Eventually, will be placed um, the um, the items that God tells Moses to place in them. The tablets of the Ten Commandments, of course, being one of them. And when it's fully assembled, that's when this will occur. But it is the centerpiece of the worship of God. It is the place in which God's presence will indeed dwell. There in the tabernacle. The next item is the table of showbread. It is the place in which the bread is set upon, um, upon, uh, on it, and it, it's there that um, it is often referred to as the table for the bread of the presence. One commentator just describing this item says it's a wooden table overlaid with pure gold. It's three feet long, one and a half feet wide, and two and a quarter feet high. It held the twelve loaves of the bread of the presence, which were holy. Wooden poles overlaid with gold were inserted through the rings of the table when the table was transported. Now, the twelve loaves, of course, represent the twelve tribes of Israel. However, those twelve loaves are not placed on it only in, until the tabernacle itself is finally completed in chapter 40. Third, the third item is the, the lampstand. And we see that in verses 17 through 24. The lampstand of pure gold. Um, again, uh, that which shows forth or represents to us Christ as the light of the world that is opposite the table of the, of the presence. It is lit up. Uh, and it has cast its light upon the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, again, as I've said before, this represents the light of the world, that the light that is cast upon the people of God, not merely the, just the Jews, but all people, 
that have been grafted into the covenant of grace, this light is shed upon is shed upon uh, the people. Um, I'm trying to find a comment about that, uh, maybe to give some more inf- uh, instruction in it, but I think uh, for now that would um, probably uh, suffice uh, in our discussion. Well, yeah, here's, here's a comment um, here uh, that may be helpful for you. The golden lampstand was made of pure gold, hammered out of one solid piece resting on a base. The central stem had six branches, three on either side, together carrying seven lamps. The lampstand with its branches was modeled on a flowering almond tree. And so this golden lampstand is the second of the three items in the holy place, like the other pieces in the tabernacle, according to one commentator. It is made of pure gold. The lamp provides light within the tabernacle, and the priest will be instructed to keep it burning regularly. So, not only does it serve the practical purpose and use, and that is to give light to the priests as they serve there, but it also demonstrates in its type the light of the world of the Lord Jesus Christ. We come then now to the final item, and that is the altar of incense. The altar of incense is placed before the veil, that the veil that separates the holy place from the most holy place. It represents the prayers of God's people. It is to be kept regularly burning all the time, um, and it is uh, that which um, was, was mishandled, misused, abused by Nadab and Abihu, the two sons of Aaron, uh, in Leviticus 10, which led to their, uh, led to their, uh, their death. Again, trying to find something here. Um, the wooden altar overlaid with pure gold was three feet high, one and a half feet long. It stood in the holy place before the veil which separated the holy place from the most holy place. It was transported by means of wooden poles which were overlaid with gold and inserted through rings attached to the sides of the altar. And so these things, uh, you might wonder, well, why, why the poles? Well, because these things are uh, holy to the Lord. Now, they themselves on their own are not, but as the tabernacle is dedicated, these things will be sprinkled with blood. They will be purified. They will set, be set apart for their, uh, for their, um, for their official uh, function. And so the altar for burning incense is similar in construction to the altar for burnt offering that we're going to see in a little while, in a couple episodes, maybe tomorrow. It's placed before the veil, as I've already said, it's, it's, that separates the most holy place and the Ark of the Covenant. And it is, uh, represents very much the prayers of God's people. And so these things are all done here. All these items, the, 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 the furniture that are inside the tabernacle, the three pieces in the holy place, and the one piece that's in the most holy place. Place. Not until tomorrow's edition will we see the items that are outside of the tabernacle itself. And so here in chapter 37 we have the description of these items being made by these men called by the Lord and their delegates as they put these things together according to all that God has commanded. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me or contact me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Thursday edition, when we consider Exodus chapter 38, we're getting very close now to the end of this journey through Exodus. And as I've mentioned before, we will 
begin in earnest with no break. We will begin immediately with the book of Joshua at the completion of season six in this journey through Exodus. But until tomorrow, may the Lord keep you, may he help you, may you serve him. God bless.